Darnell Williams at the tailback. They'll hand it off to Williams up the middle. 25. Cuts it inside. Perfect. 35, 40. There goes Cadillac. To the 50. To the 40. To the 30. To the 20. To the 15. 10. Go crazy, Cadillac. Go crazy. Touchdown. Now they can play a little safer. But they're not going to. Nix is back. Throws it downfield. Caught. Touchdown, Williams. A 20-yard attempt. Josh Harris, the snapper. He'll call to the place. He'll hold it. Byron waits for the snap to the place. There it is. The kick is up. The kick is good. Auburn wins. 22-19. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Red Cup Auburn podcast. As always, I'm joined here with my co-host, Wheeler. And today we're going to be kind of breaking down a little bit of the Auburn-South Carolina game, but hopefully we'll be talking more about the Ole Miss game because I really, really don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about this game. It was just an absolute train wreck. But, uh, Wheeler, I'm going to let you kick off the discussion about your initial thoughts of Auburn's loss to South Carolina. Okay, my initial thought in the loss to South Carolina, first of all, Obviously, very disappointing to lose to South Carolina for the first time since 1933, first time in the SEC, um, and to Will Muschamp, no less. Obviously, tough afternoon for Auburn. Um, lots of people after the game uh, kind of went a little wild, in my opinion. Um, a lot of people have jumped uh, ship. They've you know, giving up on Auburn as a program, it's fire everybody, build new facilities. I mean, why don't we just torch the city of Auburn and rebuild it to look like Tuscaloosa? I mean, that's honestly what some people are saying at this point. Um, and, I, I mean, the game was not like 63-21 against Texas A&M at home, you know? Yeah, and Auburn was... went to the national championship the year after that happened. So before everybody burns the ships and – says that Auburn has lost its ability to play football this year. Let's let's just take a breather, okay? Um, upon further review of the game, uh, I mean, it's tough, you know, losing the game. But I think that there was a lot of – there was a lot of potential that I saw from the game. And Noble – I see Noble's laughing. Um, but just bear with me on this, Noble, okay? You, you bear with me because – Auburn's just been getting trashed on Instagram, Twitter, sports radio, and I, I'm here as an advocate of what I what I saw. Now, I could be totally wrong, but I could also really be onto something here. Okay, Auburn really could have been up 16-0 at halftime. Bo yeah. Nick, uncharacteristically, uh, throws a couple picks that really puts Auburn behind the eight ball. And that's the only way South Carolina was able to score in the first half. Um, and then really in the second half, South Carolina converts on a couple of key uh, third down plays and is able to milk the clock down. Um, thought the defense actually pre- played a pretty good game. Uh, all things considered, uh, they did finally give up 30 points, but giving up 30 points on uh, three interceptions on your side of the field is really not that bad in my opinion. Um, especially with the way this season's been going. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we see Tank Bigsby again, balls out. Um, Bo, uncharacteristic on his 
three interceptions, and Auburn really dominated the game. So I think this Auburn football team, we said it last week, is not going to win a national championship, you know? I mean, we could tell this team's not a championship-winning team, but also this team is not the worst Auburn team that Auburn fans have ever seen. I mean, they're like, oh, the flashes of 2012, flashes of 98. Yeah, just chill out, okay? They're not that bad. Tank is going to be better. They're going to start feeding Tank. I mean, come on, guys. They're watching the same film we are. He's had two games that he's balling out. They're going to start giving the guy the ball. They're going to give Tank the ball. Bo Nix had one bad game last year where he threw a couple of interceptions. He lost his cool. Um, I think you could see on the sideline getting into fights with Seth Seth Williams. Um, I think he cares a lot about Auburn from a fan perspective too. And so when his performance is not measuring up to where it needs to be, I think he gets really frustrated with himself and sometimes he lets that emotion. I mean, Gus even said it in his post game or uh, sometime this week about channeling the emotions in the right direction. So I think Bo, I mean, he's a, 19 20 year old guy um and he got frustrated got frustrated got in his head made a couple of bad football plays lost armor in the game um i don't think people i mean the bench bonex we talked about that last week about how ridiculous i mean grant loy is not the option uh, i was listening to jocks here in birmingham this week and some dude said let's put jj pegues in at quarterback just for a couple series to get a spark going I mean, come on, guys. Y'all are y'all are wanting to put in the 300-pound tight end at quarterback. And then when Gus puts the, you know, did the Chandler Cox at quarterback, y'all said he was a stupid high school coach. So, I, look, everybody just needs to relax a little bit. Team had a tough week. They're going to put it back together, okay? They can get back together. So that's my, that's my positive spin on things. Noble, always the cynic. What were your thoughts on the South Carolina game? All right. First of all, I'm not always a cynic. I mean, after the Georgia game, I was the voice of reason to a lot of Auburn fans on the page. But regardless, there were some things that I had. And it it wasn't all – it wasn't – all right. So, the first thing that I didn't like, Bo Nix should not throw the ball 47 times when we're not losing big. I agree. the only time, the only in my the only time your quarterback should throw the ball that many times is one you're losing big, two the passing game is just working, or the running game is just getting absolutely stonewalled every play. Tank Bixby averaged six point nine yards per carry, had sixteen nice. carries for one hundred and eleven yards. There is no reason for this guy to not get at least twenty carries a game. There is no excuse for. Nope. It. Tank Bixby should touch the ball in some capacity at least 20 times a game. The only time he should not. 25, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand giving the guy 16 carries when he does something good every time he touches the ball. Like, I think he's the best player on the team. Can we, go, can we just establish that yes. Tank Bixby is the best player on Auburn's roster right now? I, I agree with that. One million percent on the offense. There's nobody on the offense that is better than Tank Bixby. Now, defensively, there is some – you could make an argument, but really I, I think Tank Bigsby is the best player on the team as a true freshman. And it's not even like – it's not even like his averages are being inflated by super long runs and he's actually getting like, well, four yards per carry. No, this guy is actually getting six, seven, eight yards when he's touching the ball. He, I, I, don't, I don't think the first guy has ever tackled him. 
the first guy there, I don't think he's ever just one-on-one and the guy makes the tackle. The guy is a generational talent. I, I don't understand why we only gave him 16 carries. That does not make sense. Bo Nix threw 47 passes, 272 yards, one touchdown and three picks. Um, the picks weren't – I mean, they weren't, they weren't really – they were bad throws. I mean, they, they were bad picks. They were not great decisions. Um, it, Bo just had a really, really bad game. Uh, his receivers really didn't help him out too much. Um, I know that uh, – this is something that I've noticed a lot about the Auburn fan base is that it's some players do wrong and some don't. And whenever something happens, it, they always blame who they don't like. And that's what happens with Bo. If anything bad happens on the offense, it was Bo's fault. They don't – They, I feel the, – the Auburn fans, I have not seen one person mention all the drops by the receivers, the, the hold by the by Xavion Capers to bring the call back. Like, that. you know, those were game-defining moments on big third-down plays when Seth drops it or Anthony drops it. Like, these are – those are the big plays. And they're – you know, Bo Nix did make a lot of mistakes, but there were some plays where Bo did his job and the receivers let him down. But nobody ever talks about that because they don't like Bo Nix, and Seth Williams made a bunch of great plays in week one. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. Seth Williams has not played well. Nope. He, has not, he did not play well against South Carolina. He did not play well against Georgia. Uh, he has not played well ever since that Kentucky game. I don't know what it is, but his hands have been super, super, super inconsistent. And he's got to work on that because he's got to be – I mean, you know, going into the season, I thought he would be our best player on offense, but he has not, he has not been the best player by any means. No, so, and his route running. I mean, yeah. some of the times I, I seriously wonder – I mean, I don't know if the guy's hurt or what the deal is. He looks disinterested. I mean, he looks like he doesn't care if the guy makes the play over him and then he mm-hmm. wants to get up and smack talk after. Which, let's just talk about that for a second. I am all for having an edge on defense and stuff. The amount of smack talking that the Auburn football team did as they were losing to an inferior opponent was embarrassing for them. Okay? I mean, it was absolute. When Xavion Capers comes up four yards short of a first down on a third down play and gets up and celebrates like he's the man, he's the man, whatever, I am so glad that Cody Burns ripped into him. And honestly... I would hate to hear what they did to the guys on defense in practice this week because Gus said that it would be fixed. I am sure the defensive coaches let the guys have it because they were just doing terrible. I mean, they would tackle somebody after they had a 20-yard game and they'd get up and flex on the South Carolina bench like they were God's gift to football. It was yeah. pitiful. Well, I mean, like, you know, I, you know, like what you said, I am all for the competitive edge and I love, I love the smack talk. I, I'm all for that. You know, like the, the first play that comes to mind was in the 2017 Iron Bowl. Uh, it was a, like a third and third and three, I think. And they throw an out route to the uh, running back. Steven Roberts comes down, makes a tackle, huge play, and he gets up and he lets them know that he made the play and that it's fourth down. They got a punt now and Auburn's going to win the game because he just made that tackle. I love that, that he is, you know, getting up after he makes a big play and all that. What I don't like, you know, with you, you mentioned the Xavion Capers play smoke Monday, they throw it to the, they throw it to the tight end. He picks up about 15 yards. He lowers his shoulder and smoke hits him, and nobody really backs up. They just kind of stop and then they go down smoke started talking to him the whole time. He posted on his Instagram talking about how bad he is. Like, bro, 
after the game, you just lost, and you want to go on Instagram and post about how bad you are that you tackled the tight end after he got the first down. Uh, that that did I, that 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 frustrated me a little bit. I will say, and I was glad that Malzahn said that they will get that fixed. But uh, no, I think the only person that I saw smack talking out there that could actually back it up with what he was doing was Jamie and Sherwood. Yeah, I mean. The guy was hitting and was smack talking after making legitimate, like, awesome plays yeah. that, like, you smack talk after. But yeah, Smoke doing his ridiculous stuff and Xavion. I mean, the Xavion Capers thing. That I think that Auburn fans got really concerned, and I think rightfully so, that it seems like some of these guys are just out there playing for themselves and playing for their own NFL highlight film. And that's not what's going to win you a game, you know? Yeah. Because. Honestly, none of the guys that were doing that are anywhere near sniffing the NFL. Smoke Monday is sniffing the Canadian League, maybe. He is. Yeah. Oh, and that's another. You know, that's another. You know, you can. There are some people where you can. You 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 question the effort and all that. Bo Nix, you will never question that man's heart, and that's no. what I love about you, you. I mean, you you can see him on the sideline. You can see him in the game. He tried to hurdle a linebacker, and it failed miserably. But the thing, you know, and a lot of people were wondering why he did that. He did that because that was the only way that he could have scored on that play, and we needed to score. Because as we know, it, it, it didn't work, but going out of bounds would not have helped in that situation. He was going to the only way that he could score. He knew he wasn't going to run him over. There wasn't enough room to try and juke him out. He was, Going up was the only way in that situation he could have possibly scored. And he probably knew. He probably knew it wasn't going to work, but he still tried it because he wants to win. So I, I love that about Bo Nix. Uh, another thing, you know, a, a quick shout out. Uh, Zacoby McLean has played. You know, he he has been he has been a great a, a great player this year, uh, especially with KJ Britt out. He is fourth in the I believe he's he's top ten. I think he's top actually top five. I think he's top five in the nation in solo tackles this year. So that's a big thing. He's averaging eleven point three per game. Uh, he's got 45 total tackles. That's 10 more than he had all last year. Uh, Zacoby McLean has definitely stepped up when he needed to. Um, yeah, so just just shout out to him. I feel like Zacoby and Owen for the third straight game led the team in tackles respectively. Uh, Zacoby had 13. Owen had 10. Um, you know, that 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 is something that that you like to see. You know, you like to see the guys getting a lot of tackles, but I would like to see the defensive line, you know, get a little bit more tackles so that the 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 linebackers aren't having to to make as many tackles but you know uh all things considered I thought I thought the defense played a really good game uh last week the the thing they only had really one drive where South Carolina drove down the field and scored every other scoring drive they had they were at Auburn's 12 yard line 23 yard line 36 yard like that that's extremely difficult especially for a defense like Auburn that usually has to get into a groove you know that, that that's tough to stop. So when giving up that, one drive, I mean, yeah, in football you give up drive. Like the expectation should not always be that the defense is going to give up zero points. Like that's an unrealistic expectation. No defense yeah. is not going to give up points. It's just about limiting the amount that you do. And I I agree. The linebackers did play well. Um, defense, I like I said, played really well. But offense was just putting them in some tough spots. But honestly, you know, the, the offensive line did not play great. But I thought I, – I would go as far to say I could see that this was the best game that they've played this season. I would agree. They're getting better. They're yeah. I, to gel a lot more together. 
I agree. I think that the, the South Carolina game was their best. I think Kentucky was their second, Arkansas their third, and Georgia by far the worst game they've played. But I do think that they are getting better, and that's something you like to see because, you know, I, I don't know if that's just them gelling, if that's Big Nail doing good stuff, but that's something that we haven't seen in a long time. We haven't seen an Auburn offensive line get progressively better from week to week. I mean, usually it kind of either stays even or it just kind of goes down. So that that is something that is is encouraging. Um, but if you're done talking about the South Carolina game, we can go ahead and shift our focus to Ole Miss. Are you done? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm done talking about the South Carolina. Do you want to do a quick pause on the uh, Gus Hot Seat topic and give kind of your opinions on that? Yeah, uh, so, you know, we were talking about this before we, before we started this. I, I don't see Gus getting fired this year. I don't think the athletic department has nearly enough money. I really don't see it happening. Uh, a lot of people are really disagreeing and trying to get him fired. It's in all likelihood not going to happen. I saw a lot of rumors, uh, a lot of rumors from people saying that they, they knew something that Gus was possibly getting fired, you know, Guys, don't don't listen to all those rumors. There are a lot of people that think they know stuff. You know, if they if they can talk about recruiting and all that, that just because you get some recruiting predictions right does not mean that you're going to get that you're going to say that Gus is going to get fired and you really know something. So just keep that in mind. Don't listen to everything you hear. You know, usually a lot of the rumors that are coming out, especially about people getting fired, usually they're not super super reliable. But I don't think Gus will get fired. Uh, I think the buyout's too big. I really just don't see it. And if we do, I really don't have a whole lot of faith in the athletic department to make a huge splash with the hire. Yeah. Um, I think just, I think people are having a tough time understanding um, how bad the financial situation is because of COVID for athletic departments. And I think it's like been drilled into people's heads that no matter what, like the athletic department just prints money and they can do whatever they want. But a story that's kind of been circulating around um, that I'm, I'm fairly confident is true has been that the athletic department asked the football program to cut any costs that would not affect the performance on the field. Um, and kind of what they came up with was for games like the South Carolina game and the Ole Miss game that are shorter distances they would fly the guys to the game uh the night before on or yeah on friday night um and then the following day they would drive them back on charter buses guys if we can't afford charter flights to and from games how do you think they're going to pay a 20 million dollar buyout and that's just for gus you also have to pay if the next coach doesn't like them kevin Steele. Chad Morris, all the assistant coaches. Yeah, I mean, this is a massive financial commitment. This is on top of building the football-only facility. I, I, I mean, it's unless someone swoops in and literally makes the financial contribution that it will be free of charge for the athletic department. And even then, I don't know that the athletic department optics-wise wants to do that. Or if the athletic department would say, look, if you're willing to donate to us, $35 million, we'll say $30 million. Okay, so 20 for Gus and then 10 for all of the assistants and coordinators. $30 million to us. They're not going to want to give $30 million to firing coaches when they're, you know, trying to keep staff on board. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's, I, 
I would be literally shocked and appalled if Gus was not the football coach at Auburn next year, no matter how much people gripe and complain and say that he's doing permanent damage to the Auburn football brand. I mean, that's just a little bit ridiculous. I mean, it's not – people act like he's, you know, got a recruiting class that's like 70th in the country, you know? I mean, the guy yeah. – everybody's panicking. He has a what, – what's the class right now, like 20th? 20th. Yeah. yeah. Okay, hey, guys, newsflash, the senator – well, not yet, but Mr. Tuberville was happy if he got a class in the 20s, and Auburn did just fine. We won just fine. No, we didn't win a championship, but we went undefeated with classes in the 20s. So, yeah, I mean, just because you're in the 20s doesn't mean that the Auburn football program has irreparable damage. Okay, so everybody just needs, again, just chill out just a little bit. I understand. I'm fired up too. But, like, saying that irreparable damage will be done if the guy's not fired this year, a little crazy. To say that Auburn probably can't afford to pay $25, $30 million to all the assistants – much more reasonable. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and so, you know, kind of moving on, you know, Auburn's got a matchup with Ole Miss on Saturday. Uh, Ole Miss is coming off a 33-21 to loss against the Arkansas Razorbacks in that game. Matt Corral threw six interceptions and had a stunning QBR of nine. And he lost a fumble. Seven yeah, turnovers. so seven turnovers for one guy. He was not benched, which surprised me. Uh Jerion Ely uh, led the rushing attack with 23 carries for 112 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Elijah Moore had a big game, 11 receptions, 113 yards and a touchdown. So, Weather, what are you thinking about about Ole Miss? You know, I think we we talked a lot, you know, and I think we were a lot more worried about this game after we saw them hang blow for blow with Alabama. Uh, and then this week we kind of kind of lost some of that concern. So, which which Ole Miss team do you think is going to show up this week? I don't think that the Ole Miss team that scored 21 points will show up. Okay. Um, I think the odds that Ole Miss has seven turnovers in back-to-back weeks is very, very low. You know? I mean, yeah, that's hard to do. That's kind of a once-in-a-generation type thing that happens. At least you hope it is. Um, that being said, they were still in the game. I mean, Lane ran the fake punt and – Got the fake punt, and, you know, they ended up turning the ball over, of course, because when you have seven, it's hard to not have a turnover at some critical point in the game. Um, So don't expect Ole Miss to score 21 points. Um, I think the Auburn defense probably gives up 30 points again this week um, just because of how high-powered the offense was. Uh, But also don't expect to see the Alabama Ole Miss. Um, I think Lane going back to Tuscaloosa, he had his players juiced. You know, you've got – ESPN there it's a night game you know like everybody's going to be playing out of their mind so that's going to be probably their ceiling that they could ever play um so I'm expecting somewhere in the middle they're one in three for a reason okay I mean this happened with Texas A&M a couple years ago you know it was oh Texas A&M is the best one and one team in the country and then best one and two team in the country you know Mm -hmm. the best two and four team in the country but at some point like you are two and four you know yeah um and I think Ole Miss they they were saying that last year when Plumlee was running wild on everybody they're like oh Ole Miss is the best you know four win team in the country and it's like well you're still a four win team Uh, Ole Miss is a one win team and they're, they're finding ways to lose games um, so I think this would be a good way for Auburn to get back on track. Um, 
for all of the crap everybody has been giving Auburn this year, um, didn't find a way to pull out the South Carolina game. But the Arkansas and Kentucky games were tighter games that Auburn found a way to win. Um, so I think Auburn, in a tight game, finds a way to win. Um, and don't expect Bo Nix to throw a bunch of interceptions again. I mean, think about – he had the – before the Georgia game where he throws just up a desperation into the game interception in garbage time, he had the second longest streak of uh, pass attempts without an interception. And so it goes from that to literally two weeks later, everybody saying, oh, my gosh, turnover machine. I mean, he just cranks out turnovers. No, he doesn't crank out turnovers. He had a bad game. He had a bad game. Everybody has a bad game every once in a while. So don't expect Bonex to come in and be terrible. Uh, I expect this to be a high-scoring game. I think this is a good game for the offense to get back on track because the Ole Miss defense is absolute garbage. They can't stop anybody. They can't stop themselves. I can't uh, imagine what their scrimmages are like, Noble. Can you imagine what Matt Corral does? I bet it's a lot of offense in those scrimmages. I can't imagine what uh, – I mean, they are – the Ole Miss defense is terrible. This is just what the doctor ordered. Tank Bigsby will run wild. I predict he has three touchdowns. That's a that's a big prediction. Uh, you know, last last year Auburn uh, had a had a somewhat stagnant offensive performance, but it was a weird game. You know, Bo Nix was thirty of forty four for three hundred and forty yards and no touchdowns and no picks. Um, it was just kind of a, a, a weird game offensively. And I remember being in the stadium that game, and it was so weird. And, you know, I have, a, I have a friend who's an Ole Miss fan. He was there too. And he said, you know, when Ole Miss was driving, you know, when we were up by six, they're driving down the field. And he said that he's never been in a stadium where the opposing fans were so unworried. And that, that was the best way that I could describe it because it was like everyone in the stadium knew that Auburn was going to win that game. But the score was still close because Auburn played. Auburn had played so much better than Ole Miss that game, and for really no reason, the score was a lot closer than what the field uh, indicated. You know, uh, Bo Nix had a good game throwing it. Uh, DJ Williams had 24 carries for 93 yards that game. You know, not not necessarily great, but it's not awful. So it was just kind of a weird game. Uh, I think that Ole Miss's defense has gotten worse from last year to this year, so I definitely think that the offense will be able to score some points. Uh, I think that if DJ, I think if uh, not, uh, I think if Tank gets a, gets 20, 25 carries, I think he rushes for over one hundred and fifty yards. I really do. I, I think that I think that this will be the week where Auburn kind of goes back to, you know, how football was in the early two thousands, where you run the ball and try and play some good defense. So I'm, I'm excited to see how the offense, you know, rebounds. Uh, last year, Bo Nix threw three interceptions against Florida, and he came back against Arkansas and had one of his better games of the season. Uh, I think that'll be something to watch, see how Bo Nix performs. Uh, but, yeah, I think that the offense is just kind of at a point where it's like we, we just got to see, see how they react to just a really, really bad game. Uh but yeah, so that's kind of how I'm how I'm thinking about Ole Miss. But I mean, everybody's th- compared Tank to Najee Harris, um, and Najee carved up mm-hmm. the Ole Miss defense. He had what five touchdowns and a fumble on the goal line that they lost. So he really would have had six touchdowns. I think he had his first like career lost fumble. Um, so yeah, 
Uh, I can easily see Tank having three touchdowns if they'll just give the man the rock. I mean, I this is the first time in a long time that I've watched Auburn football that there has clearly been a weapon that is far superior to anyone else on the field that Auburn has just not given the ball to. I mean, you can say a lot of things about Gus, but I would say most of the time Gus was good at seeing who his best player was and just feeding him. Sometimes it was obnoxiously so. Mm. You know, I mean, you almost see it right now when he thought Seth Williams was the best player and they're like drawing everything up to go to Seth Williams and they're like, stop giving Seth Williams the ball. Now it's like, guys, Tank is the best player. Give Tank the ball. Just like they gave Carry on the ball, just like they gave Trey Mason the ball, it's it's inexplicable as to why the guy does not have more carries. And I think even if you told the Ole Miss defense, "Hey, we are giving the ball to Tank Bigsby on this play," they're so bad and he's so good that he would still get 150 yards on 25 carries. They're terrible on defense. It's this is going to be the week. Just wait. Auburn's going to rebound. I'm expecting a big win out of Auburn this week. I think a four-touchdown win. Wow. That's aggressive. absolute blowout. Auburn is going to come out and maul the Black Bear Rebels. Wow. That's aggressive. I mean, I don't don't know if I'm going to – you know, I I think we'll win the game, which which might be a risk predicting after what happened last week. But – I think we win. I don't think we win by that much, but I do think we win the game. Uh, I'll just have, I have to wait and see. 56 points this week. 56. No, well, this is my last week of bold. If it doesn't work out this week, then I will come on here disheartened, okay? This was my last week of giving them the benefit of the doubt, saying it'll work out. This is the week. It's setting up perfectly. You're going on the road. You're going against a bad defense. The other quarterback is coming off of a seven-turnover game. You get a turnover early, they put in the backup quarterback. The backup quarterback can't throw. Our defense is really good at stopping the run. I'm telling you, it is. Re- this is the perfect storm game. Gus always does well. Right when the hot seat starts getting cranked up, People start putting in calls to yellow fella saying, hey, we need some money. We need some money. We need to fire Gus. Gus is like, all right, just hold up. I'm about to go whoop somebody. It happens every year. It does. It's it's what makes Auburn fans so frustrated because they'll put it together. He'll do just enough that yellow fella doesn't want to pay him $20 million. Okay. And so that's got to start this week. I'm telling you, it's going to start this week. Auburn big. All right, ma'am. I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna keep you to it, and hopefully, it hopefully it happens like that. But um, yeah, so today's Wednesday, game day is fast approaching, and we're gonna be, you know, heading down to Oxford, and we'll see. I mean, it's you know, the past couple times we've been to Oxford, it's been it's been a good game. So I think it'll be. I think the last time we lost in Oxford was 2012. So that was when we were their homecoming game. So uh, and we still yeah. almost won. Yeah, I mean, usually Auburn has played pretty well uh, playing in Oxford. So, maybe, you know, maybe that will translate to the field uh, in 2020. Let's hope so. Uh, but, yeah, so that's kind of our episode. You know, if you guys have any questions, feel free to DM the page. 
uh, and War Eagle. War Eagle.